Welcome in everyone to my next five takeaways video. I'm going to be bringing this to you every Monday after the week slate. We'll have two segments. We'll have my takeaways and then I'll also have some Patreon questions at the end of the video. But let's jump into takeaway number one. First takeaway from this week's action. Where is Calvin Ridley? Why is he vanishing from the Jaguars offense? Here are some facts. In week one, Ridley had eight receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. Since then, in three games, seven receptions for 110 yards, a touchdown on 17 targets. This week, just two targets, two catches, 38 yards, and touchdown. In contrast, Christian Kirk had eight catches for 84 yards on 12 targets. What's going on? Kirk had one catch for nine yards in week one, but since then he's dominating and Calvin Ridley has disappeared. I think it's time to move Calvin Ridley down in dynasty rankings. Week one looks like a mirage, whereas Christian Kirk, who had that huge contract, is uh, looking like the more reliable option right now. I'd still lean Calvin Ridley in Dynasty. But going into the week, I had him at wide receiver 22 and Christian Kirk at wide receiver 34. I think they're both should be around 29 to 30 uh, overall. Next, takeaway. Take this opportunity to sell Derrick Henry in Dynasty. Please, please, please. He looked awful in the first three weeks. Awful. Couldn't run. Slow. Sluggish. Didn't play over 50% of the snaps in two of those games. Then this week, he comes out. He has that one great run. The one really great run and a passing touchdown. The Titans won 27-3. to You're not going to see game scripts like this for the Titans very often. They're a bad team. This is your last chance. If you can get any sort of first take it. Once you see a running back kind of looking washed up, they usually don't come back. You got your one big game. Get out now while you can. There's not going to be another opportunity. Next one. Where is Quentin Johnston? Where is he? As we know, Mike Williams is out for the year. You would think that Quentin Johnston would be good. Taking over the Mike Williams role. He was not. He had one catch for 18 yards, three targets. Now, I don't know if you've heard the name Darius Davis. I have heard of him. You know, I talked about him a little bit during the rookie process. Fourth round pick for the Chargers. Most people never heard of him. He outproduced Johnston today uh, or yesterday. He had two catches, 16 yards, but he had 51 rushing yards, three carries. They manufactured touches for Darius Davis, but not Quinton Johnston. Not good. Not good. <laughs> uh, if Johnston can't even outperform Davis, how is he supposed to replace Mike Williams or even pass Joshua Palmer, who led the team in receiving yards last year and is a fine player? He's nothing special, but he's a fine player. We know he's a decent NFL wide receiver. How is he going to pass him? So for the year, Johnston has six catches on 11 targets for 44 yards. That's it. Unacceptable. It is unacceptable. 
I don't care what the competition is on the depth chart. We can forgive someone like Jackson Smith and Jigba playing behind two great players, but he's still been involved. He's still had way more production than that. Quentin Johnston's production is unacceptable if Mike Williams didn't get hurt, let alone if he did. So we got to lower Quentin Johnston in rankings. Going into the week, I had him wide receiver 26 in Dynasty. That's too high. I think I got to move him outside the top 30 because we're on a bust trajectory. Now, of course, he could still turn it around. But every week he doesn't produce, the risk increases. The risk increases that he's a bust because you get fewer weeks to produce if you continue to not produce. So I'm a little worried and I'm officially, you know, pushing a little bit of a panic alarm on Quinton Johnson. Next one, takeaway four. And before I get into this, I just want to remind you, if you're here, make sure to like the video and leave a comment. Those are how the video gets promoted in the algorithm. Then, if you want to see all my other content, including the main show, 7.30 p.m. Eastern every Tuesday, hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell button so you can be notified about all my future content. And I appreciate everyone in the audience. The next takeaway, Mac Jones does not seem like the Patriots franchise quarterback. Oh, boy, this was a bad one. 12 for 21 with two interceptions and a lost fumble. 150 passing yards. He was benched unceremoniously for Billy Zappi. The Zappi Hour has returned. I don't think Bailey Zappi's the starting quarterback either. But Mac Jones, he went 10 and 7 as a rookie. Since then, he's been uh 7 and 11 as a starter, but forgetting even the record, Jones I think is a little meh. Does he look better now than in 2021? What has progressed? That's kind of my issue. I have not seen progression. Now, you could blame it on the Patriots saying that they haven't provided him with excellent weapons. And that's true. They haven't. They have terrible receiving weapons. They're Juju Smith-Schuster, non-existent. They let Jacoby Myers go, who actually looks great uh, for Vegas. But this game was horrible. I think that they're going to go in another direction. Now, Matt Jones is someone who I think might have shown enough to get another, like Baker Mayfield has with Tampa Bay. He might have shown enough to get another starting opportunity elsewhere. But I don't think he's ever going to be valued as a franchise, high-end dynasty quarterback or anything. I think he's more of a bridge, middling guy. And then this last one. Now, all the attention's been on Kyle Pitts. But it's actually Dallas Goddard who is the huge dynasty concern. I'll read you some numbers. This year, Pitts has 11 catches, 121 yards and 21 targets. That's that's bad through four games. Dallas Goddard, 13 receptions, 88 yards, and 19 targets. Neither player has a touchdown. So Goddard actually has fewer targets and fewer yards and a couple more receptions. But the difference between Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard is that Kyle Pitts is five and a half years younger. Dallas Goddard turns 29 in January. We don't have time for him to revitalize his dynasty value on another team. There's no time for that. Plus, we know what Dallas Goddard is. I don't think he's going to take a random leap forward in the future. It's very clear. A.J. Brown dominated this week. Two touchdowns, huge game. Devonta Smith was good. Seven catches and on nine targets. This offense runs through Brown first. He's their guy. Then Smith. 
And Dallas Goddard is a distant third. He's way overrated. He needs to move way down in dynasty rankings. I, the tight end position is brutal, but you know, if you don't, he's definitely not in the, uh, in the top five anymore. And I have Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid, and Luke Musgrave all ahead of him because of their youth. And even Pat Fryermuth at this point, similar thing with more youth on his side. So that's it for the five takeaways. Now I'll get into the second segment. Second segment, these questions all come from my patrons. If you're a patron, you can ask questions. Now, during the season, I think I've noticed doing the Patreon question show separately as an Ask Tyler isn't working. So they're going to be added on to these videos. I have a special surprise for Friday. It'll be the same thing. But if you want to ask these questions, you have to sign up for the Patreon. And uh, I have seven questions today. We'll jump right into it. Do you think Akers will take over from Madison at some point? I don't. Madison actually played pretty well this week. I think that it's going to be a committee. I think Akers is going to get some work. Now, remember that he is a restricted free agent after this year. So it's a good chance he'll be back in Minnesota next year. So I won't give up on him. But I think that Madison for now is the starter. What's the outlook on Jaleel McLaughlin and Michael Wilson for the rest of the season? Trump in an interesting quote about Jaleel McLaughlin saying that they're going to get him more involved. I believe him. I think that when Javante Williams comes back and for the rest of the year, he's going to be the starter if he is healthy. But I do think Jaleel McLaughlin could overtake Samaj P. Ryan as backup. He got more work than Samaj P. Ryan in this game. So I'm interested in Jaleel McLaughlin. Michael Wilson scored two touchdowns this week. I do like him. When Kyler Murray returns, I think it could revitalize this offense. The offense looks good. Joshua Dobbs is just a little meh. So Michael Wilson, he's someone I like and long-term as well. I really like his talent. Rerank your top five rookie wide receivers and running backs today if you had a do-over. Okay, wide receivers. Uh, I still have Jackson Smith and Jigba number one. I think he's great. I'm not concerned about him. Number two, Jordan Addison. Uh, even though he goose-egged this week, I still like him. Three is Zay Flowers. I, I still like Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers has uh, commanded a target role and everything very quickly. Uh, four, Puka Nakua. Uh, he's right behind the other two. I am a big fan of Puka Nakua. Uh, he's setting all sorts of records. And then five at wide receivers, Quentin Johnston, just because there's really nobody else to compete for that. But he's... The other four are very close, and he's way down. Running backs. Uh, number one, Bijan Robinson. No doubt about that. Number two, still Jameer Gibbs. I understand the frustration, but he's still the number two rookie running back by a lot. Number three, Devon Chain or Achan. Very clear that he's number three. Uh, four. For now, I'm going to lean toward um, Zach Charbonnet. But... Close with him and Tajay Spears, who I have at five. Everyone else is uh, way back. Is Ramondre a bust? I have no confidence in playing him right now, but he's too talented to be sucking this bad. He doesn't look good. I don't know what the problem is, but he doesn't look good. I'm dropping him in Dynasty. He's older than people think. Not dropping him off my rosters, but I'm dropping him in Dynasty ranks. I've moved him out of the RB1 range. I'm just, I'm very worried because he's already 25. And next season, he'll be going he'll be 26 and that's already plateau or, or going down he doesn't look good ezekiel Elliott's getting more work and also this is year three so after this he can do the running back thing where he holds out or demands a trade or 
wants to renegotiate his contract or something like that. So I think I'm just moving on. I haven't seen much from him. So he's low, he's plummeting in my rankings. Thoughts on Aaron Jones? Where does he fall in your running back tiers rest of season? Um, I like Aaron Jones, but he didn't look great in this game back. I think Aaron Jones is, A.J. Dillon is not it. So I think Aaron Jones is going to stay the starter and get the majority of work. Probably maybe like RB15 or so. I don't think he's an RB1. What are your expectations for Cup's return? Do you think he's effective and healthy the rest of the season once he returns? I think once he returns, he will be effective and he will be healthy. But I do think Puka Nakua is a lightning in the bottle that cannot just be put away. And I also think that a 30-year-old wide receiver coming off multiple injuries, and which has taken a very long time to recover, is not going to be what he was beforehand. So when Cup returns, I think he'll be not the high-end wide receiver one that we saw in 2021 and 2022. I think he'll be a middling to low-end wide receiver one, and Nakua will still be very involved, kind of like what Cup and Woods were before, when they were both good, when it was those two. That's what I think we're heading toward. Uh, but he's totally going to be startable and playable when he comes back. If Cooper, We're still at the point in Cooper Cup's career where if Cooper Cup is in and active, you play him. You play him in almost any league. What wide receiver are you taking over Chase in redraft rest of season? I am a little bit worried about Joe Burrow and all that. Uh, obviously, Justin Jefferson is number one. And then beyond Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, I think. And um, might be end of list. I might still have Jamar Chase three. I'm just not panicking with Jamar Chase. We know how good he is. If you want to take Stefan Diggs over him, I, I get it. Or... Um, you know, potentially C.D. Lamb or A.J. Brown. I, I get it, but still have Jamar Chase at three. It's so hard to take anyone over him. I think he's one of the best wide receivers in the league. So, and Joe Burrow is going to get healthy. So I appreciate everyone who's watched this video. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And I will see you all tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the main show for a full breakdown of this week. But I love getting this quick one in to give you some thoughts right here on Monday afternoon. Thanks to everyone, and I'll see you all later.